2: Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Is it over yet? It is. We're already dead, Hurricane, so just stop it. Hello and welcome, everyone, to Oilers Nation after another roller coaster night and another absolutely crushing defeat, man. Normally, like, normally, I am never at a loss for words. I think if anyone knows me, I don't think you would ever describe me as quiet or reserved. And right now, I am legitimately fucking speechless. I don't have any words. I don't know what to say to the entire fan base. I have no idea how to make this better. I'd say just stop watching the games. But no, you got to watch the show. And I want you to be in with me. I will at least watch the games for you so you can at least be in the chat. Hey, hand up. I'll put myself through painful game after painful game this season just so you don't have to. But, man, oh, man, oh, man. I th- I was ready to start the show after the first period. I was in the YouTube chat all game long. Shout out to everybody in there today because we were holding each other tightly for the first 40 minutes of this game, really. Because that's the thing with the Oilers. Once again, they they are dog shit for 40 minutes of that game. And then third, the last third period, you see them play the type of game that you want them to do. For the first 40, I said, if you ever wanted to watch a beer league team play an NHL team, well, you got a pretty good look at that tonight. Oh, except this beer league team has the greatest player on planet Earth on it. I am so, I see it here. This is giving Decade of Darkness vibes. This might even be worse than Decade of Darkness vibes because of all the hope and belief I've had. We've got Jay with us today, and we were the Kool-Aid dealers, the pushers of the Kool-Aid. But I think I speak for everyone when the big question after this game is, what is Mark Spector going to ask Connor McDavid after this one tonight? Hello and welcome, everybody. I am Aaron Bordado. I'm going to be guiding you through whatever that was tonight, and I'm joined by the man, the one, the only, the man who built the place, Let's bring him in. I see him from home, Jay Downton. Jay, I think that you and me are honestly two of the more or most optimistic fans here at the company. And I don't know if you and I are going to be able to hype anything up about this one tonight, Jay. Instant reaction go. Fuck. (laughs) There you have it. This
0: team is cursed. There's a curse. We need some kind of smudge or exorcism because whatever we're trying right now ain't working. They're cursed.
2: Uh, Like seriously, dude, the puck luck. I know. And I'm one who said you make your own puck luck. Holy shit. Once again today, the puck luck. It started before the game even began. I'm doing the show here. I didn't even know that Darnell nurse took that puck to the face. I'm baffled. On the intermission, they were talking about how this is unfathomable levels of bad luck right now. I'm baffled. What, Darnell takes the puck off the face, gets split open. Skinner, when he's crossed to the halfway point, wipes out, goes flying. I don't even know what happened. The first goal goes off two sets of legs, the back of the net. The panel said they've never seen anything like this. Jay, you started this company from day one. Have you seen puck luck like this?
0: Well, we are the, uh, I think leaders in, um, up injuries. Cause don't forget Taylor Hall got his head sliced open. I think, I believe by Corey Potter, uh, shout out Corey Potter, uh, for that. So I don't know, man, it's, 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 it's almost laughable. Like you look at last game against Florida, Broberg steps on that stick, like just random crap. And like, granted, like that's not the reason why we're losing hockey games. That's a very important uh, point to make. I'm not putting it on puck luck, but like we aren't putting in the effort. And also there's some weird shit happening at the same time. That's just compounding this and making it look so bad. Like to go down, like we did in the first period, you're just like, All right, here it is. Like, like to me, like every game season's on the line, and just you're like, that's it, that's our season. But then you know, then you see the third period, and you're like, No, 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 no. There's something here. I believe in these guys, but like I like, like Aaron, I'm with you. Like, I'm starting not to know what to believe. I also, you know, wasn't accepting that this was reality for you know a a lot of games, but it's real, man. This is I don't weird. like
2: reality. I like living in the fantasy world I was in before. I like this one from who said here Danger Suede. He said Jeremy Cooper left us and cursed us. So there you go. You can blame well, him if you want.
0: People left us and then we we bring in the new coach, undefeated Louis De Brusque takes 3 days off the telecast. We lose all three games.
2: Is Jamal Mayer's the bad luck? I've actually heard from a million people that I'm the bad luck because the moment I started doing these shows, we just started cater- cratering in there. Oh, also, I left the Canucks show and they became good. I also see Canucks Army is in here right now. So, Quads, if that's you, Gavin, get them out of here. Get them out of here. I don't okay. want it. Flames Nation was in here. Flames, if you want to meet me in Red Deer at the sandbox, I will throw down. I will throw down tonight. I will get going with that. You don't you don't get you don't get the throw stones from a glass house over there Calgary. But uh Jay, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Let's get into the scoring summary brought to you by Crown Royal. Let Good. me tell you. Right. This is this has Crown Royal in it. I was it was three goals in and I went, "Okay, I'm drinking tonight." I was wondering if I was going to let it fly tonight. But then as you said, the third period comes along. And that's the type of team that I want to see. They came out in the third guns ablazing, throwing everything at the net, everything in the middle of the ice. Is that news to them? It's so that scoring scoring goals to the that
0: like they get in these crazy pressure, pressure situations and they can't score. Or they come shot out of a cannon and they can only get two and they could have had five. Like it's like oh man. All right. So it's
2: brought to you by Crown Royal. Crown Royal's the best. If you have Crown at home. Drink it. You might get extra <laughs> angry tonight like I am, but uh, we're going to try and keep this one on the rails just a little bit because if, if we didn't get that third period, I was going to come on here and put heads on sticks and start trading them around, saying trade, like, trade this guy, trade that guy, ship this guy, I don't care. But the third happened, and it's just uh-huh. that little bit of hope that keeps distra- you coming back. Oh. It's the worst. But okay, so it started out – Oh, it didn't start out good. It was, what, nine minutes into the game, point shot from Chatfield. It gets tipped by Martinuk's stick, I believe, or his leg, gets tipped again off fast leg, and then he puts it home. We touched on that one. Jay, that's just shitty puck luck. That's just, that one is what it is. I don't put that on Skinner. That's just a bad play. The next one I had an issue with, but it comes down from the top, from the coaching staff. So Ekholm, Goes up in the rush, right? He gets up there. That's what Nob said. He wants his D-men to do more of that. That's why Kulak was supposed to be raised up the lineup. Ekholm gets in the zone, drops it back doing a play that he doesn't bring the puck in the zone. He drops it back to absolutely nobody. It's picked up. It goes back down the ice with a two-on-one. He barely back-checked. He did make a couple strides and then you saw him slow down when he couldn't get there. And then the puck was still there. Didn't bust back. And what do you know? Drury gets his first of the year. I was pissed at that moment, Shay. What well, was your neck home guy? That was a tough play.
0: I love him. And, you know, I, I don't think it was coaching that made him turn around to do the drop pass there. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, he came and he went, wanted to wind up, take a slap shot. I think the defenseman kind of cut off his angle there. So, you know, he made the right choice not to, to hold back on the shot, but what happened after was a poor decision for sure. There was many other maneuvers you could have done there but you know granted you know there's this this, i think this goes back to kind of a systemic issue with the team they're all like gripping the sticks tight forcing the issue because they know they need offense because right now they have no confidence in their in, in their ability to defend and you know they're doing stuff that they normally don't do just to try to get something going and that was totally prototypical i bet you normally at home if he doesn't have the shot and he can't see a pass he's probably just soft chipping it down low trying to go around the defender and then see kind of what can happen from there but yeah it, 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 that's just a symptom of the, of the of the problem it's 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 if it's at home tonight it's someone else tomorrow
2: i agree with that but as i say like when your coach is telling you this is just my opinion but when the coach is telling you he wants you to jump up in the rush more Eckholm's not that kind of guy. That definitely sets you up that he, in that moment, in that split-second decision, goes, oh, yeah, I can drop this. He wants me to be offensive. Newsflash, not really that offensive of a player. But, hey, that's not the reason we lost the game right there. There's plenty of reasons to go with. Continuing with the Crown Royal scoring summary, it went from bad to worse as Broberg, and the for the third goal for the Hurricanes, Broberg, and it felt like the entire team was up in our end, up against the boards, battling for a puck. Just no real urgency right there, no real want it factor. I don't know how you lose that battle down there. Somehow the puck squirts out in front of the net to an untouched leading goal scorer, I believe. Oh, wait, no, that's Teravine, sorry. And he pokes it home, gets it in. That one was crushing as well. Jay, do you have any thoughts on that one?
0: It wouldn't be an oiler Canes game if Teravine didn't score against us. That's just absolute like gravity and taxes and death. It is a, almost a certainty every time that Teravine is going to find his way. So, yeah. And, well, and also M- M- McCloud had a soft play on that too, right? Like that's the thing, the urgency and the physicality and like the willing to want to battle in our own zone is non-existent. And like you could fast forward. I know we're going through the goals. There's another goal where, and we'll get to it where it was just letting a guy stay in a high danger, or walk into it untouched Get the puck and then score. So, anyways, I'll, I'm getting ahead of myself. But the fact that you know, <laughs> there's just there, there, there's there's no battle in our own zone right now, man. There's none. There's
2: there's, none. there's no nothing. I always say, if I don't laugh, I'm gonna cry because this show might just turn into 45 minutes of me crying one day, and we're gonna we're gonna do it together. We're gonna get her going. What continued. Got even worse. Got even worse in that first period. Uh, uh, McDavid, McDavid gets tripped. Well, tripped, in, at least I thought. I think McDavid thought too. Behind their net, Puck goes back. Everybody's kind of down low. Puck goes back up the ice so fast. Seth Jarvis goes down the right wing. Shoots a very, very savable shot. You cannot let that one. It goes through Stuart Skinner. I think everybody in Edmonton, an Oilers fan around the globe, said, "Get that man out of the net right now." He doesn't have it tonight. You just simply, in a three nothing game, like they're not all his fault. You cannot allow that to beat you from all the way out there. It's it's baffling.
0: Well, Mark Messier might disagree with you, but um, yeah, like you you need a save. Like like we 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 we, we're already down big time. And we need a save. That was, you know, a shot from distance. Uh, and I get it. Like these guys are good. Seth Jarvis is, is a good player, so we can't like you know, you gotta respect the fact that you know he probably saw an angle and a hole and he and he took a shot and it went in. But like, man, like those are those instances where we need a goddamn save.
2: It's 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 been it's been a theme all season long. Cal Pickard goes in the game. To be honest, I thought he was borderline great i thought he he made he made a ton of
0: saves net right now and and tell me like prove me wrong it is his until he starts failing he did not do anything wrong he had some big saves again even though despite us giving up some high danger chances like i thought the game against florida he was phenomenal like yeah he lets him in there was one bad goal for sure that he let in but like the rest, like he made some like five bell saves like on the reg during that game so it's his net, man. Stuart Skinner's gotta still figure it out on his end. Like I believe that he can, but like it's you can't you can't have him figure it out while we're playing hockey games, especially must win games. So nope. Pickard's done he everything. Hold. He's done everything to 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 get my confidence to, to, to at the end of the day. It's not my decision, but I feel confident with him taking the the crease from for a little bit here.
2: I think he would have the players confidence as well. Maybe just by process of elimination, because Stuart Skinner definitely doesn't have the team confidence right now, or at least I would assume so as much. And Cal Pickard made saves. Gavin, can you make a little poll and throw it in the chat of would you, would you go with Pickard next game? I'm very curious to see. I see some people in the chat chat here. Pickard made four massive saves. Pickard, 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 everywhere. He made one there in the third period. When he went across the save uh, across the ice, toe save right in front of the net. I was like, holy man, if we get that, we're gonna go back down the ice and score. Gave you guys a chance.
0: And what do they do? They go down and create a bunch of chances and can't get the puck in the goddamn net. And that's also like very frustrating. Like that third period was very frustrating. A, because too little, too late. Like, where were you guys? But like, okay, welcome, back, like, happy to have you back. And then they're just creating like crazy, and they just can't score. Like, they're just so snake bitten.
2: And I thought in the third period, like, they were doing what I've been screaming about forever. You can't score if you don't shoot. Throw it on net. Even if you don't score there, you'll get second opportunities. You'll get her going, which I guess leads me to my fourth goal that's still in the first period. But shocker, it's Zach Hyman scoring from in front of the net with his stick on the ice. They get a nice little battle there. Oilers on the power play. He's able to bang one home. Am I taking crazy pills or like Zach Hyman now leads the team in goals? I think he's scored all of them just in front of the net banging away. I need more of that from the team. Zach Hyman, best Oilers so far this season. It's been going from like Evander Kane to Hyman to Fogel. I would say consistency and production-wise, probably Zach Hyman, right?
0: It has to be, man. That guy, that guy fights for his space and also like is so hard to take the puck away from, right? Like – and then you get him in front of the crease, like, that's his zone, man. And he's tough to move. He's a – like, you see him, Zach Thick, And he, st- he steps in that blue paint, and he you have to move heaven and earth to get him out of the way. So if a puck gets in there, he's going to find it. And, you know, th- when we start throwing pucks on that – or throw it his way in front of the net, it's weird what happens. So, yeah, no, Zach's been good, man. And, like, like we just need everyone – Like he's got that dog in him, right? And we need everyone to get that dog. I need more dog.
2: I see it here: Hyman and Kane. Hyman and Kane. Those are two guys with DAWG in them, not DOG. They got dog in them, right there. They, they, they dig deep. Like we saw Zach Hyman last couple games. He's been getting in scrums. He's doing whatever he can to affect the game. I say it almost every show. He is not the most skilled Oiler, but he produces because he has a good hockey IQ and the willingness. To get in the dirty areas, moving along with the Crown Royal scoring summary, the fifth goal for the Hurricanes was the angriest I was all night. That was the one that had a literal four-man box in front of the net. Four guys doing nothing, leaving the man untouched in front of the net. I believe it was Netches, right? Yeah, it was him. He able to get the puck in front. I believe he got a shot, got his own rebound and was able to bury that one. I saw Gregor on Twitter losing his mind about that. I saw everyone losing their mind about that one. I saw the screenshot just taken of four dudes, like a square box right there. Nobody does anything. Does nobody turn their head to cover the front of the net in a situation like that? Does nobody yell out, even if you're not there? Hey, you take him. Hey, you do that. How the hell does that happen, Jay
0: Downs? This is... So, well, this is the this is our brand right now. This is the Oilers hockey brand right now. This is what we do. It's trademarked. No one else is doing it because they can't. And we are just letting it happen like crazy. That or like maybe the team maybe get a new team eye doctor because maybe everyone's prescriptions a little off. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. But how the hell does that happen? You do that against Florida, you're going to get cross checked by all four guys.
2: All four of them. As you should. Like, how exactly. is there? It, it, it's, the urgency, it's the urgency, it's the will.
0: Oh my god. I man. don't
2: care if you take a penalty there, breaking your stick on that guy's back. I don't care. You prevent a goal. Zach Hyman made a play early in the game where he takes a penalty, prevents a goal. I don't care like about that. That's a good play. Whatever. You got two pims in this in the stats, minor penalty, whatever. That's a game-winning play. I need someone to go in there and break that man in half.
0: Well, well and, and, and like, you don't need to do that, but like the guy also needs to know that he's got to pay a price to get into that box. And, you know, I think he was paid to come into that box without, it, it was the reverse. Like it's, yes, it's, it, and once again, this just goes back to how we are operating our defensive zone. It's just like, we are not aggressive. We are not physical. We are not paying attention. We are not making the right decisions to try to get the puck out. Like it's like, we just want to play in our zone all game. And, and somehow like that's the, that, that's the system that we're playing. Like we're just, we're, we're so lost.
2: It's, it's, it's sad, dude. Like I said, you're older than me. I've lived here for 28 years. Mm-hmm. I've never seen what's going on out there. Cause it just, to me looks like such a mental thing okay. that, I know. All the way down the roster, every single player is feeling it. Oh. It's not just an Evan Bouchard. It's not just Leon Dreisidel. It's no. not just Stuart Skinner. It is literally everybody. We got a little bit of hope at the end of the second period. We take a penalty and we're able to score shorthanded. Legit question. I don't know. Somebody look it up. Do we have more shorthanded goals than five on five goals this season? Because it kind of feels that way at some that point. Was, I know earlier. we probably don't, but man, but shorthanded. True. We've been putting the puck in the net, Jay.
0: Yeah, was that our third uh, shorthanded goal?
2: I think so. Oh, man. I know we obviously have more five on five goals. It's like, just it, dope, but.
0: <laughs> the, the, I bet you it's it's funny how, like, kind of close it is.
2: Somebody do that math in there. Somebody me in the chat. Let
0: That's me awesome.
2: know. But wow. uh, it was a good play, right? Shorthanded, great steal in our end. Fogel brings it up the ice. Fogel looked great once again. Didn't score two goals. I rode with you, Jay. Too uh-huh. bad. Man. He drops to McLeod, who. I'm a guy I was ripping McLeod on pregame and makes a great dipsy doodle move. That's all he tends to do. Throws so they, it out in front of the net Eckholm's right there. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll tap this one home. Just a little bit of belief. Right. To, and you
0: gotta love how like, like they're, they're killing a penalty and Ekholm's jumping in, right? Like, yeah, you, you gotta love it. Obviously they're feeling the need that they got to get some goals. So yeah, no, that was, you know, obviously always a positive and also, you know, that should have, in, in the first period there, when he had that nudge, Derek Ryan, which just seemed to be a penalty-killing threat uh, on uh, when it comes to, you know, scoring shorthanded goals, again coming down. I felt like there could have been a penalty called there. Like, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on there. But anyways.
2: Here, um, okay, I'll I, I continue R- In
0: the last five or four games, I'd like to know, like, what our shorthanded goal versus power play goal ratio is our power play has been stinky
2: something's wrong man something's wrong and like the fact that when i see pp2 jump over the boards and i get excited and i'm like yeah okay there we go there's a huge problem right there and that's one i don't have an answer for but third period comes around dude from the get-go of that period it was the oilers period We dominated pace of play. We dominated in their end. We physically were dominating. We were throwing everything on net. We're getting opportunities. And would you guess it? It's Zach Hyman once again. Backhander throws it. Connor has like the puck over there. Just throws like a no-look backhander on net. Good things happen. Can't score if you don't shoot. Maybe that's not necessarily a shot, but you're putting it into a high-danger area. And there's my boy, Zach Hyman, once again stick on the ice, ready to get it done. And then Jay, after that, it was chance after chance after chance. It felt like for the Oilers, just gripping sticks. It was tough. We played great. And that's the thing is, that's the style of play we were looking to see. They said at Jamal Mayers on the broadcast was like, you can tell they're not thinking right now. They're just flying. They're just playing hockey, little loosey goosey. I think that's more of what I don't know. That's what the Edmonton Oilers of yesteryear, of last year, I felt like played like, would you agree with that?
0: Well, like they were playing with confidence last year. Like, yeah, they're just going yeah. to flying and ripping it. And I think, you know, getting that momentum once they had momentum, you know, they felt the confidence to kind of, that they could fly, you know, and it, it what Zach scored with like four minutes, four minutes into the period or three and a half minutes in the period. But like, they had like three really good chances before that, that, you know, <laughs> they hit that post, and you're like, "How the hell does that even happen?" Uh, but then, yeah, Zach gets that goal, which is great. And you know, when it's Connor McDavid, he's not just throwing that blindly. He was doing; he knew exactly what he was doing, uh, and he knows his his dog Zach. If he gets it in the blue paint, and Zach's in there, that he's going to fight. And there's a really good percentage chance that he's going to get that uh, behind the goalie, which he did.
2: Yep, and then there was an empty netter by Brent Burns. I'm seeing people here in the Facebook chat saying that at 1930 – Oilers Nation, look at 1938 of the third period. The Oilers scored a fourth fourth goal. It was clearly in the net. People in the YouTube chat, check that for me. Fact check that for me because if so, that's crazy, and I'm going to protest to the NHL. But too little too late. That's not the reason we lost that that game.
0: That would have been after – Would that have been after Brent Burns scored? Okay.
2: Yeah, so exactly. We're living in a fantasy world there. Let's not put it on that. But, okay, I want to bring this in before we talk about the good, bad, and the oily. The refing tonight. Not a guy who bitches about the refs really ever, and I'm not going to. But one thing that I noticed today, let me know in the chat if you noticed this. I've never seen a ref or linesman, whoever drops the puck, I've never seen a guy throw more people out of the face-off dot today. It was crazy. It was the whole game. Sometimes he was throwing both guys out of the draw. Jay, what the hell was up with that tonight? Did you notice that? Have you seen that that bad in as long as you can remember? Because I can't.
0: I don't, and I don't pay attention to refing too much. But, like, you're right. It was noticeable that it was happening a lot. Aside from that, like, we're, we're – This, this is also like just us as Oilers fans right now, right? Like we're so traumatized. So we'll like something like that we will see and it will, it will catch and resonate and like fire in our ass. So like, I think this is just like us just being in in quite a state uh, that we'll see that and then let it drive us crazy because we're drive Everything else is driving us crazy.
2: You literally just described everything going on in my brain. I don't know who to be angry at, where to put my whatever, So that just really, I noticed it, and it it frustrated me. Obviously not the reason. Throw it back, Jay. Might have to. Um, Let's get into the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. Let me get a drink here.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Alberta Blue Cross, they are the best. They protect your memories. They protect your travel memories. There's only one thing better than sharing those memories. It's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects them and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay. Let's start with the good. Let's start off positive. It's obviously Zach Hyman. You score two goals in a game like that. He was one of the few bright spots that I thought was out there tonight. You saw him in scrums. We already touched on it. He buried Zach Hyman, most consistent oiler. Zach Hyman, nicest smile on the Oilers. I love watching him grin when he's happy. Jay, just one final Zach Hyman. Pump his tires for me. we got to give positivity to the guys who deserve it.
0: Right now. What we need is a team full of Zach Hyman's because they're going to go out and compete their asses off and be very tough to play against. And right now, that's what we're not. And if we're a bunch of Zach's, we're going to just grease our way and outwork our way and win every battle and and start getting W's. So everyone on the team needs to channel their inner Zach the dog Hyman.
2: The dog, the dog. Let me know if you love Zach Hyman. I, everybody better say yes. You see it in here. Classic Zach. Clone Zach. And he spelled Zach wrong, but okay. I We got a clone machine. Bring that on right now because I could use a couple of those. Um, the bad. The bad. It was the start, man. That game felt like it was over so fast in the third period. Jay, I texted you and Gavin, and I said after the first, do you guys just want to do the show right now because – I know this movie. I've seen this horror film a couple times before and I did think we were going to get way out of it and then a little bit of hope and that's exactly what happened. But dude, you go down for nothing. Like we had good starts the last two games. I thought okay, we let's not blow it again, but we've been getting doing everything right to start. Holy shit, man. To start this game. It was just nothing was going our way. Couldn't complete passes. Bad luck. Jay that was a brutal start, and you live bet the comeback, so I want to give you credit that you did believe, but uh how you feeling about that bet we, right we now?
0: I don't know why I did. Well, two reasons. Got to try to manifest some Ws for the boys, yeah. but my twisted and demented mind was thinking, you know what? We've been shot out of a cannon the last three games or two games, getting into early leads, and then letting the other team in. I'm like, why well, can't – like? Why can't this just be Freaky Friday? We reverse roles. Carolina gets up to the early lead, and then Edmonton just trounces them for the next 60 minutes. It made so much sense. The stage was set. But alas, that is just me drinking the Kool-Aid again. I also tweeted that I'm really, really dumb, and I'm going to be doing this. I am so dumb.
2: Hey. Hey. you're. I always say fan is short for fanatic. We're allowed to be crazy. We're allowed to try and speak it into existence LaVar ball style and get her going. But man, there's nothing I could have done. I said, I could have done a rain dance. I could have done anything. We were not meant to win this game. This road trip has not started out the way that I envisioned this. We said this was, a, it was
0: done, dude.
2: Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, With this stretch of games, this was going to be a big test. I said this. I go back and find the clip that this stretch is going to be a big test playing Tampa, good team, Florida, good team, Carolina, good team. Well, 0 for 3 so far, buddy. (laughs) So maybe we can turn it around on Friday against the Capitals. They've also been playing hot, so who knows? I don't think they are that good, but I thought we were good. So that shows what I know. Let's move along here to the Oily. This one writes itself. I could have this one the bloody because look at that face on your screen right there, man. That's an all-time photo right there for everybody who's ever given Darnell shit. I want you to look at that and tell me that guy's not a hockey player. That guy doesn't want it. What a horrible luck to start the game that he takes that one off the face. Also, I understand for extra swag, you go no bucket. Darnell, A, doesn't even have hair, so I don't know what swag he's kind of looking for there. But B, was he not – would he have been on the team when Taylor Hall's face got stepped on? Because I feel like everyone in Edmonton
0: be should be now.
2: wearing – him. maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Let me know in the chat. But he should be wearing a helmet. That's reasons why all the props to him for coming back, man. That bandage over his face, he has both in his nose. That's a hockey player right there, Jay.
0: Once again – Once I saw that happen, I'm like, this guy's going to have a game. This guy's activated. He is just going to go and just trounce the Hurricanes and put up three points or something. But, you know, once again, that's just me trying to find any storyline I can to hold on to to think that the team can pull it off.
2: Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. It's pretty rough go here right now. Just looking in the bottom of my screen right there, I just saw Gavin just sitting there like this. (laughs) just broken. We're all dead inside. And hey, this might be a long year for your boy board over here. If I got to keep doing this after every single game, but that won't stop us because I'm straight up. Never going to stop believing with, with when you have 97 and 29 out there, anything is possible, man. Also, if someone saw Jim Matheson's tweet out there today, tell me if that was real because that was a crazy thing to see. I'm not going to touch on it or say what he said, that man must have been hacked because that was, I don't know what kind of world, Oiler fans and media or whatever, everyone is down bad right now. But I want to get in to my DoorDash hot and cold performer of the game. There might be more cold than hot. Who knows? Don't want spoiler alert. Uh, DoorDash for a limited time only. Our listeners, our viewers, you sitting at home, can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, Jay, point upwards, all capitals, nation25. You see it. Wait, yeah, that way, that way, right over there. So for tonight, for my hot performer, it was tough. Obviously, Zach Hyman was the good. I thought Warren Fogle did have a good game. He was noticeable. He didn't get on the score sheet, but hey, it is what it is. I did think it was funny. Jay, you didn't see the pre-gaming. Uh, I had one of this little thing here. I compared Ryan McLeod's numbers, career numbers to Jesse Poglia-Yarvey's. Ryan McLeod has less points per game than Yessie Poglia-Yarvey. I don't want to get into it, but I was chirping him hard. I thought it was his best game of the season, so he could be a hot performer, but I'm going with... Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. I see it right there. Yeah, that's it, Jay, right there. Neutral. That's tough. It's tough to look at when you see it right there, but my hot performer of the game is going to be Calvin Pickard. The man... Came in, for the most part, did what he had to do. He made 13 saves on 14 shots, right? So that's all I need. That one sprawling toe save he made, that's a game saver. That is what keeps you in. Those have been the saves. Besides that three-game run for Skinner that he hasn't made all year, would you agree with Pickard as the hard performer, or do you have one?
0: No, 100%. Like, it's, it's, it's Calvin's net, man. He played like, – and granted, you know, we're not getting results, but, like, he's he's playing his ass off between those pipes, and he's making big saves. We're just allowing him to get shelled uh, and, and get a lot of high-danger chances put it on against him where, you know, not not even the best goalie can save all of them. So, you know, the fact that his save percentage just starts with a 9, that's all we need. That's all we you, need.
2: You, you and me both, Jay, I think we say all the time, I don't need crazy goaltending. No. I just need nine and three goals or less against this team. Should be able to score four goals for the most part every night. I'm not asking a lot, am I? Like, I really don't think yeah, I am.
0: We can't, that can't be your brand. We can't, we have to be able to win the 2 1 game here and there. But yes, I agree.
2: Yep, I see uh, some people in here. Your boy, my boy Pickard. Lance said, My hot performer is Boardsy for doing this every single game. <laughs> Yeah, I need, some, I need some props from people in the chat here. This is getting more difficult and difficult. I sat there after like the second, just like, man, I'm literally speechless. Like I was like, I do not know what I'm going to say. And then I get in this chair and I'm like, oh, I got a lot to say. Okay, I got a lot to say. And if 300 of you want to listen, hey, bring it on. All 300 of you, smash the like button. Takes no effort. Strike that like. Get in there. Show some love for the boys. Lots of content this week at Oilers Nation. While your m chuck avoids the grind just kidding he did the show today he's been he's been grinding hard i want to bring in our other man here because he's here behind the scenes he looks super sad and dejected there it is gavin man let's get started with first how you doing and then do you have a hot performer
1: yeah you kind of saw me behind the scenes i was kind of looking down i'm kind of defeated as, as uh both of you guys but it sucks to say we're we're, we're kind of getting used to this feeling, which I, uh, I I hate to say. But a hot performer, I got to give a little bit of love to the Oilers penalty kill. They were five for five again today. I was looking at the past couple of games too; they're eight for their last nine, and uh, obviously that's one of the things I really struggled with um, throughout the season. I was kind of looking back too. They were 27th in the NHL in the penalty kill department, so at least they're figuring that out. So I'll give a little bit of love to the Oilers penalty kill. Other than that, Aaron. I got not a whole lot after tonight.
2: Yeah, really. Everybody here in the chat too. Like, I'm not seeing much for hot performers. It's really just. It, it was hard. I kind of, I, I kind of
1: dig deep. But yeah, the Oilers penalty kill is probably the only thing I got. All right, you guys hit Pickard, so I got to go somewhere else. So I'll give a little bit of love to the Oilers penalty kill because that game definitely could have got that, that game could have got out of hand pretty quickly if they were able to pot one or two on the on the PP.
2: Said and they were able to score shorthanded. So yeah, shout out the penalty kill. Yeah. My other maybe hot performer. Jay, actually, let me just pick your brain with this. I said this last game. What are your thoughts of Jamal Mayers calling the games? You think he's good? I I I like his breakdowns in the it game. I feel very, like he sees the game differently.
0: Very, very simple. We're oh, 0-3. Shoot him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamal. I respect you, but you cannot be on our telecast. Bring Louie back.
2: Fair. I mean, I yeah. don't make the rules, but yeah, facts it's a are facts.
0: Business, man. It's a result driven business. He's not bringing us the results. I don't care if his takes are good and his, you know, his his IQ and, and uh, perspective of the game is, is 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 elite. It's not bringing home W's. So go back to Toronto, bud. The results Ken, for Holland's, Ken, Holland's,
2: Ken Holland's next move gonna be firing the broadcast crew. Maybe that's the next thing down the line. Because right now right I'll try end. anyway.
0: So let's talk about Ken Holland. Let's okay. So, are they? Do you think they're still in a, in a mindset that they think they can make the playoffs this year?
2: I hope they're in that mindset. They better be in that mindset. And, That's what they get paid to do. The
0: players, this is like, like, for sure. This is no, like, no.
2: The, the executives. This yes, is quote unquote our know.
1: window, right? And like, it sucks to say, like like that window might be closing, especially with dry going into his contracts here next year, McDavid the year after that. So yeah, like I a hundred percent hope this is still a win now mode. Cause this is our window. We have two of the best players in the league. So yeah, I know we're only what 18 games into the year now. So my hope is yes, we are still planning on making the, the playoffs
0: this year. So then we need to make some moves. Yes, like we don't have yes. a choice. Like this roster isn't getting it done for some reason. They're not fighting for each other uh, and playing hard where they need to be. You know, we're seeing glimpses of it here and there, but like we're also seeing what our holes are. And I know you can't fill them all, and don't clip that. Uh, but we need to go and start addressing this piece by piece right now. We can't wait. We need dubs so bad and sitting back and just saying oh i just think they're gonna start playing better they're just gonna all come together in gel." well that's not fucking working right now so no nope. we need some intervention because that sparks teams i know like we did the woody firing and everyone can say well you know he came out hot uh coach garlic and now you know we're, we're sliding i don't put that on coach garlic that's strictly on jamal mayors and now let's start addressing the roster
1: yeah, I couldn't agree more because like all throughout the year so far, we've had those quote-unquote sparks so far, the Heritage Classic. That was supposed to be the, the uh, spark for the Edmonton Oilers. Even that Dallas game where where we should have won, we obviously didn't get the win, but that was almost a spark. But bringing in Garnett, that was supposed to be a spark for us. So I agree with you, Jay. Ken Holland has to make a move, and we have to make that move now before, quite simply, it, it's too late.
0: Because, yeah, if we, if we keep waiting, then we're out of the playoffs. Then what? Then you have yeah. to think about selling.
2: Yep. And let's, we all know the stats. American Thanksgiving, if you're not in, it's very hard to make it in. Well, check your calendars, people, because tomorrow morning it's American Thanksgiving. And my confidence level is dipping every single day. It's not getting better. But okay, we need to have some cold performers as well. I'm going to let you guys go first. If you have one, Gavin, you got a cold performer for me?
1: yeah um i was
2: just kind of looking through the
1: underlying numbers and i was kind of one thing that really stuck out to me was the uh, kulak and cc pairings so i was looking through the numbers throughout the game they played 539 together in five on five which was the third highest among oilers d men and then they actually led the oilers in um on ice times goals against at 0.567 they allowed the most shot attempts among all oiler uh, d pairings and also the most shots against amongst all others T, d pairing. so just the kulak and cc pairing was not added
2: tonight at all jay yeah. any cold performers
0: yeah kulak had a visibly rough night um you know there's you know there's that goal uh, the jarvis goal where jarvis sneaks in behind Vinny day yeah. you could almost put that on kulak because vinnie's look, looking and addressing the puck carrier Kulak watched Jarvis come and didn't do anything about it and let him sneak in behind Vinny like yeah you can put that on Vinny but like you can put a lot of that on on Kulak and so like just missing reads and just you know being part of some of those goals were just like oh, how do we let that happen like he was on the ice for a lot of that stuff so I I, I know Aaron you don't want to hear it so maybe just earmuff that but that would yeah. put uh, Kulak in yeah that.
2: Hey, I'm an honest man. I'll call a spade a spade hand up. No, he was he was ass tonight. He was not good. I talked a lot of shit saying that I thought he, this was gonna be his game, stepping up in the rush. I see it in here. The Kulak CC pairing, that ain't it. I can tell you that right now. That yeah, one game definitely was not was enough plan. was enough for me to watch that one. Uh TJ here says Kulak cannot handle more than 10 minutes. All right, all right, settle down. Okay, all right, settle down in here. All right, now we're, now we're getting crazy in here. Don't make me put your time out.
0: Wasn't CeCe supposed to be in the third pairing and it was supposed to be Kulak Eckholm or something? Or Kula, yeah. Kulak, yeah, Kulak Eckholm?
2: Yeah, it was supposed it was to be and then, into today. Yeah, and then Darnell Nurse took that puck in the face. He wasn't on the bench to like start the beginning of the game. So I think that messed a little bit of everything up. It and did, you sure. kind of go from there. Easy fix. Uh, okay. It was we were doing from the start as we keep saying yeah. we were doing from the start those are your hot and cold performers brought to you by DoorDash I want to give another quick plug here for the Nation Gear Black Friday sale Jay we got some we got some new stuff going on unleash the darkness with the Nation Gear blackout collection embrace the bold and gear up with the all new styles of our exclusive line only available for a limited time so be sure to buy those things. Get your get your deal. Get your stuff. Support the boys. We all go to rally together as fans. And you at home can help by wearing more stuff. Oh, my hats, my Oilers Nation hat. I can't reach it over there. So I can't show oh. it off. Oh, it is literally that hat. There you go, Jay.
0: Yeah, there we have know. a and like I said, our blackout line. So like what a good time to launch a darkness line when we're all just in the fits of the the darkness right now so it yeah. is blind to launch that resonates that hits her right in the fields right now and once we put it on we'll start rising from the ashes
2: we also have our we are so back t-shirts so want <laughs> if you want to speak that one into existence those ones aged a little we poorly, will be so back. there's still time
0: <laughs> yeah there, there's a time and a place for that shirt we had the time uh there was a place uh and if you want to do it to manifest I am all in that's why I live bit the come back but also you know if you want to wait two weeks and us, you know, be back on on the rails, then that's cool too. Many of options on nationgear.ca. Also on nationgear.ca, our trip. I'm going to talk about trying to do something to, that's around positivity and traveling to support the team to, uh, you know, what to hope you get an outcome to help make a trip. Our nation vacation to Arizona. The one thing I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a hockey game played. Who cares about the outcome? We're going to be with so many great people and we're going to have such a good time. But by the time this trip happens, they will be back on the rails for sure. I can't guarantee that, but that's what I'm going to, I'm going to believe in trying to manifest. Yes, yeah, it's going be a great trip. That. But the oh. one thing to assure you, win or lose, this is going to be a hoot. So don't think about how we're doing. Just think about what we're going to do as a crew.
1: Win or lose, yeah, we're sitting Jay. in the den. We're sitting in the den. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Like I've only heard great things about their arena. So yeah, it'll be a trip to remember for
2: sure. I said, win or lose Jay, we are going to hit the booze. That is a guarantee. Shout out crown Royal. I, you knew where I was going with that one. You knew exactly where I was going with that. The three of us are going to be on that trip. Tyler's going to be on that trip. Liam's going to be on that trip. It's, yep. it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time, everybody, but uh, just a couple I guess just random things that we're going to kind of pick through here and talk about it. I guess just broadly, Jay, odd man rushes weren't as bad today. It was tough in front of the net a couple times, but we did give up odd man rushes. That's, I think, a product of when you want your D-men stepping up in the game. Do you think Knob's is going to keep sticking with this of saying D-men, keep going, keep going up? Because we've seen it kind of work, but I feel like we must lead the league in odd man rushes given up. We said today that the Carolina Hurricanes will make you pay. If that's the case, that did happen. That did happen tonight. I don't know. What's what's your take on the D-men kind of becoming more offensive?
0: Well, a lot of these odd man rushes are because of terrible turnovers at the blue line <laughs> or whatever. Just bad turnovers. Um, you know, pinching is one thing. Um, but, yeah, when you're behind, like, you have to you have to start chasing the game and taking those chances. So, you know, I'm – I I just want them to be better defensively, man. That's all I fucking care about. Like be better and tougher in our zone and sure pinch here or there. And, but like, who cares about that stuff right now? That shouldn't even be the focus. Like defend in your own zone first, let your forwards do the offense. And if you see a window to jump in and participate then by all means do it. But until we can, can't until we can figure out the tire fire, that is our, our defensive zone. Like, who gives a shit?
2: I agree. Yeah. Gavin, what's your take?
1: No, I, exactly. I'm just going to kind of just say exactly what Jay said. And there's a reason why we have two of the best offensive players in the league. And that's another reason why we didn't go out and get a, like a player like Jacob Chickren last year. Because we didn't need help on the forward end. We needed help on the back end. And that's why we decided to go out and get a guy like Matias Adcom. So, yeah, figure it out in our own zone first. Everything else will follow. But, yeah, like I agree with Jay. Like in the in the D zone right now, it's a complete mess, and our team will not be succeeding if we cannot figure that out. What what is our
0: average goals against right now?
2: Um, here, give me Uno memento. It's probably on that graphic there, Gavin. Actually,
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I can bring it up here too. It's gotta be um, high high threes.
2: See, like my thing on it is Jay is like I like the idea of knob saying that and whatnot. Yeah, you want to get your guys, get involved, get offensively. We're but, like, we currently are allowing
1: you, goals against per game, which is ranked 30th in the
0: NHL. Which is essentially four. Yeah. If we can, if, if our mission is to just knock it down to three, like, like that doesn't seem like a crazy thing to do, but like, you know, it should start with a two to be honest. But the fact that it's almost four is crazy. Yeah. Yeah like, crazy, play, yeah, like guys play like like garlic's trying to get them to feel loose and kind of get the thoughts out of there. Because when he said, they're forcing it. They're, they're gripping the stick too tight. They're doing things they don't normally do because you know we're we're in this major deficit of a of a record for the for the season so far. So they just they just they you know like he's just trying to disarm that. I and I get that, but like trust me, I bet you he's saying that publicly, yeah. but he's just like. Can these fucking yeah. guys stay playing defense now? Like, like, let's get to let's get to work.
2: My thing is just that if you allow 3.88 goals per game against, and we see the play of our defensemen and our defensive end, I would say focus on D before I say focus on offense. But hey, that's why I sit in this chair and I'm not mm-hmm. coaching in the NHL. Uh, a little bit of frustration took over near the end of the game today. Jay on O N E, we talked about. Don't take dumb penalties. Don't do stuff like that. I know Nuge had one that really boiled over for him. I thought there was gonna be some penalties earlier in a little scrum. He guys takes a number, runs, I forget who it was, and then he gets one. What'd you think? I mean, emotions were out tonight. After four nothing, I'm like, yeah, do anything you can. But once we started to be back in that game, I need you to take it down. Also, that call on Connor McDavid on the blue line. That was, that was weak as balls, right? Like, that, I get it. He did, like, he did interfere. But, like, I don't know. if I don't know. If that one was called against, like, that one was called against the other team uh, for us, I would have been like, ooh, we caught one right there. But uh, what did you think of the penalties and some of the frustration boiling over as the game went along?
0: I'll tell you what I wish we did. Vinny DeHernay had a very good opportunity to go Sveshnikov into a tilt. And if he did that and beat the wheels off of him, that could have changed the whole landscape of the game because all of Carolina would want to think about is trying to kill Vinny and trying to take liberties, which then would mean take penalties. Like, that was such a great opportunity. Even if he took the instigator, we kill that two minutes all day. You had it right there. One of their star players who was getting it. Like That was a missed opportunity, I think, for me. Um, But yeah, no, it's... the guys are frustrated, man. Like they're, they're like, they, they, they care, like they want to win. Like you can see it on Connor's face. Like this isn't like acceptable to him, but for some reason it's happening. And, you know, they they think, you know, they're doing the right things uh, to, to, to not uh, be losing games. And, you know, it's like it, you know, you have to think about these guys, you know, as you know, we, we, we treat them as like, you know, commodities, right. And talk about them and praise them and shit on them when things go up and down. Like this is good. This is weighing heavy on these guys. Right. And uh, you know, you're seeing that boil over in these games and, and, you know, they're not making bright decisions. Cause they're just this, there's just so, so many thoughts going on. Right. Like, like I'm mad. I also, I, I also need to try extra hard, which what the hell, like they just got to get all that stuff out of their head and just start kind of playing normal hockey. But like, that's a process and that's going to take time. And the shitty thing is is we're running out of time.
2: Yep, it's American Thanksgiving tomorrow. So yeah, Gavin, just quick take on some penalties, frustration. But the penalty kill was good. So at least there's yep. that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, like I said, that, that was definitely the uh, the one positive I took away from the game. Penalty kills rolling. Um, eight for our last nine. So yeah, at least penalty kills going, I guess.
2: That's about it. That's <sighs> right, baby. I want to point this out too. I noticed in the third. Hey, this is probably the game I've seen the least fuck Evan Bouchard in the chat right now, so that's, that's true. vaguely positive. I'll take that. But uh, in the third period, I noticed it. I wrote it down for me. I need Bouchard to just shoot the puck.
0: Oh, in that third period, lane, man. He had a perfect lane yeah. the, the, the The defender kind of opened it up. He didn't take it. He held back, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like we're in desperation mode. You throw that on net.
2: What are you waiting for in a moment like that? You have the best shot on the team. You have one of the best shots in the entire league. It's wide open. In that third period, the game plan was clearly throw it on net, see what happens, keep it low. Boosh, you're the king of throwing it on net and keeping it low. I was baffled. There was like two in like a three-minute span back-to-back. I threw my phone. I was so mad. I was just going at it and like, I get it, right, because he does delay plays like that. For example, the one other game that we, where we made the comeback, he makes the fake slapper, goes around to the right, feeds it to Evander Kane, makes the beautiful play. We all praise him. I get my hypocrisy as I say this. But in that game tonight, that wasn't the strategy. It was throw it on net, see what happens. You can't score if you don't shoot the puck. And, man, it's driving me nuts. Gavin, do you agree with that? Yeah,
1: no, I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And like you said, it's a double edged sword with Evan Bouchard. But like the good thing about Evan Bouchard is the Bouch bomb. So and and that's where we get the most out of Evan, right? Like on his offensive output. So when he's not putting the puck on net like he's supposed to in those situations, yeah, it bugs me too. And like you guys said, it was a key point of the hockey game. So yeah, we need him to put the puck in the back of that net,
2: 110 percent. It's frustrating. It just is. That's the only word I have for tonight. The roller coaster once again. They, they put you through the yeah. ringer, man. Well, I, my course, hair's my hair my
1: hair. And they give us a little bit of hope winning three in a row. And then they bring us right back down to where we were not too long ago. So. You said,
2: I'm going to start. My hair is going to start falling out if this season goes along. Because during the game, I'm just. Oh, my falling. hairline, my hair I'm, is
1: already starting to fall out, man. Yeah, exactly, so I don't Kevin. I'm going like to look like you. Right I
2: don't, no, no, absolutely not. But uh, moving <laughs> forward here, just kind of thinking about future games more loser talk here surprise coming from the biggest loser of them all right here jamal Mayers, as the game went along he said in the third period there near the end winner lose this is the formula and this is the blueprint there in the third period which was throw it on net just see what happens do you agree with that take because or am i just classic loser talk oiler fan that i saw a little bit in the third period and i'm like no there's something there we can do that Jay,
0: we do it for 60 minutes. Like that's the thing we miss. We, we've, sh- we, we've shown that exact style of game. We did it in the first period against Florida, the first period against Tampa. We did it against, uh, geez, who else did we blow it against? Uh, do we do it against the jets too? We went up to nothing. Right. Or something yeah, right? like that. Right. Like we, we, we've, we've done, we've done it and we just can't sustain it. I don't know. Like you, you almost like question their fitness or something. Like, why are they just fizzling out like that? But,
1: oh, yeah, and, and, and we talked about it on pregame, like, uh, obviously before tonight. We, we scored the first goal for the last five games. Like, good teams like we were last year, we would take advantage of that and not give that lead up. And we're just doing it on a consistent, consistent basis right now. And, obviously, we're not winning hockey games. So, like, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's a stamina issue. Like, I could not put my finger on. Either, guys.
0: Mental stamina. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is,
2: but going down 4 nothing to start the game. Change that for the next game, and we might have a shot. We might have a shot about that just one. Might. I thought that was
0: the answer. I thought maybe that's what they needed was to, like, be down heavily in the first period and just, like, have a massive comeback and then, like, take that momentum. Like, I thought, like, that's what I was telling myself was happening Um, because we were need, reverse, and it wasn't. I, I
2: was going to say, I need a lobotomy because I need to forget these first 17, 18 games, whatever we're at. It's been a rough go. Just final thing as we wind down, I just saw Jay yawning. It's a late one. We're almost at an hour here, boys, so it's we had we did have some things cool. to say. As I went, what am I going to say? Turns out I got a lot. But uh, the coaching, this organization thought that Jay Woodcroft and coaching was the issue. I don't know. We don't want to speak for everyone. I think that's pretty clear right now that that wasn't really the problem and it was the guys on the ice because it seems to be the same exact wow. problems are going on right now. Can't control in front of the net. Can't play 60 minutes. I know some of these are cliches, but hockey is sometimes a cliche of a game. I saw Zach Lang had a great tweet and he was like paraphrasing, but this organization thought Jay Woodcroft and coaching was the problem. Now we are going to have to figure this out with the same people that thought Jay was the problem. They're going to have to refix their fix. It's tough, Gavin.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And and the fact that you just brought that up, I think if we really got into, we would be on the stream for another 20 minutes because, I, I was one of the guys that I didn't view Jake Woodcroft as a prominent to be quite frank. I thought he was going to be our coach for 20 years. I thought he was going to be our John Cooper. I really did truly believe that obviously coming in and uh, what season about uh, that uh, 2019, when he came in and took this team by storm, I thought he was going to be our coach for a long time. He got that three-year extension. And like I just said, I thought he was going to be our guy going forward. And and it, it, it's, I'm quite disappointed that it didn't work out that way. Cause I really believed in Woody and I, I still even did down the stretch during the part of the season when we were not succeeding. But it sucks. Obviously, Coach Knob is in now. So only time will tell with him. But yeah, it, it just, quite frankly, is disappointing.
2: Jay, my second last question for you Where's your confidence level with the Knob right now? Like, walk me through what's going on in that brain of yours right now. Oh, <laughs> He's <man>. dead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um,
0: it's. It's like you got to give the guy a shot, but like, we have no time to give him a shot. And no, it's uh, our window, right? It's like our, It's so. What do I think of him? Like, like, I, you know, remove the Woodcroft firing. Like, like he was, he was, he, he, he's the heir apparent to get an like an uh, an NHL coaching job. Like, he's built the resume. So, like, you know, remove the the emotional fact of letting go of Jay Woodcroft. I was excited about Coach Knob. Um. Mm-hmm but he's got some work to do, man. He's got some work to do. So yeah. that, that's my thoughts. Like he's got to get this team playing defense um, and limiting this four goals a game that we're facing right now, because we can't score the fifth goal at the moment. Um, and we're currently demoralized a little bit when we, you know, cause we're, we're, we're just these lapses of time where we're just allowing a bunch of goals. We can't mentally overcome that right now. So, He's got some work to do, man.
2: Yeah, 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 he does. I see people in here saying everybody that screamed fire the coach is now on Team Woody. Once again, we're not executives. We're not the members. There needed to be a change at that time.
0: We need For a change. Sure. He needs. He, needs, he yeah. needs different players. That's what he needs.
2: Exactly. That's I think what that's what I think. What it's gonna get. I think that
1: it's exactly what it's coming down to at this time. Like, and like you said, Jay, we need a change. We need a change now because, quite frank. We need to be a playoff team and not the fact that we want it to be a playoff team. We, we, we got to get there. Like we have the two best players in the league. Like I said, we're running like our windows running short. So yeah, the time to make a move is now.
2: My first thought when I think of no, not making the playoffs is that we won't be doing playoff parties at Greta. And I don't want to live in a world where we're not partying at Greta every two nights or whatever, because it was a lot of fun last year. Shout out Greta. You see it on your screen right over there. Boom. We love Greta. They are the best. One last thing that I just want to shout out and plug. It's from our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. This name is such a mouthful, Jay. We might have to change this. Oilers nations pack the nation truck, food bank, food drive presented by Sherwood Ford, the giant. (laughs) That's quite a handful, but it's a great. What's wrong with that? I got it written down here. I practiced that so many times before pre-gaming to say that. But the food banks in Edmonton and surrounding areas are in more in need than ever, especially with the holidays right around the corner. Oilers Nation and our awesome, awesome local partners, their family too. They're going to pack the Nation truck. Shout out for the Giant. As I said, Tyler's not using it. Whatever. We can can take it right now. Uh, Fill it up with non-perishable food items to support communities food banks they're we'll going bring to be at sports... perishable
0: items and we'll leave them in the car and then tyler can deal with that later
2: oh that would actually be hilarious oh, oh well, we'll... i gotta figure out what i'm gonna leave in your m chuck's car now
0: yeah, yeah perishables for tyler to find later
2: okay uh yeah there you go that's a good there you go but uh go get your stuff i believe they're gonna be at every sports closet. so kingsway sherd park i'm forgetting a sports closet st albert they're gonna be there for all of them there's going to be one at Greta. There's going to be one at Sherwood Ford. There's going to be one at Bread and Butter Bakery, and I might be forgetting some. I will correct myself. Throw it in the chat. I'll tell you every day, Oilers Nation. Every day, keep in tune to the Oilers Nation socials. We'll let you know. It's a great cause. It's Christmas, everybody. We got to pull together as Oilers fans and just as just as citizens. Final question. Next game. Washington Capitals. It's going to be a watch party, Jay. You won't be there. There's a new Oodle Noodle opening, right?
0: Yeah, I got to go down to Calgary to our Beacon Hill store open, grand opening on Friday. So I'll be hey. watching the game. I just won't be at the watch party, which I'm kind of upset about.
2: Hey, more Oodle Noodle is never a thing to be upset about. Calgary needs more because I, I eat Oodle Noodle all the time. But uh, final question, Gavin, I'll start with you. Score prediction for the next game against Washington.
1: Yeah, so I think in every one of our own after darks, I predicted an Oilers win, and obviously it has not been working out. So I'm going to hit the old rever- uno reverse kind, kind of them for like a reverse psychology kind of thing. Do so I'm going to go 3-1 Washington. Don't do it. And Anytime goal scorer, I'm going to do Connor McDavid.
0: Jay? Okay. Don't do it. Uh, So we, we we, for some reason, play good against the Caps. Um, And granted, that is, you know, Oilers teams of yore and not this year's team. But I feel like maybe the the clock might strike a midnight here on this team and the little run that they're on. So, you know, the Oilers are pissed. They've been pissed all season. I keep saying they're pissed and that they're going to play better the next game. But you know what, guys? They're pissed. And they're going to win 5 1 <laughs> in Washington. Love
2: it. That's, that's right, Jay. I love it. We never give up. I said, you will never catch me on TikToks, on this show, on ONE, ever predicting anything but an Oilers victory. <sighs> I'm going to agree with Ryan here. Oh, wait, no, he, no, no. I'm not going to agree with Ryan. He said 3 1 Washington. I think 3 1 Oilers. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go Darnell Nurse anytime goal scorer just because I want the image of. I'm curious what his face is going to look like tomorrow because I think it's going to be battered and bruised.
0: Uh, my anytime goal scorer is going to, it's a Connor Brown revenge game. So put it Ooh. on
2: him. There you go. Hey, that, oh, that would be nice. We didn't even touch on that, but we went over an hour today, boys. Had a lot to say. Very funny. I said I was at a loss for words. Who could have seen that one coming? Thank you, Gavin. Thank you, Jay. I want to give a final shout out to all of our sponsors which are Alberta Blue Cross, we've got DoorDash, we've got Betway, 19-plus, please play responsibly. Gavin, we didn't hit our bet. Shocker, we're in a little bit of a lull right now. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop shooting. We're back Friday, going back
1: Friday. We'll be fine.
2: I'll be back on Friday with a new three bets. Uh, yeah, shout out Crown Royal too. Shout out everyone. Shout out Greta. Shout out you two. Shout out everybody in the chats. Strike that like button. Maybe we can hit 100 by the time I check it in the morning. Have a good sleep, everybody. I agreed to do the Kevin Carrier show tomorrow at 7.20 a.m. to talk about this game again before I talk about it again on O-N-E. So I'm going to go hit the hay and put my phone down and not think about the Edmonton Oilers for like a couple hours. I'll get a couple hours. So there we go. I love you all. I love you too. Everyone have a good night. Have a good sleep. And we'll be back Friday. Do it all over again. Night, guys.